Well, good evening, everyone, and uh, I'm delighted to welcome you to this year's Safraz Lecture, uh, and with great warm thanks to Amr Safraz, who generously supports this event. Each year we look at a different aspect of Pakistan in an attempt better to understand this extraordinary country. Now, as you will know, Pakistan is often portrayed as a patriarchy, typified by conservative male views. But the founder of Pakistan, Qaidi Azam Muhammad Ali Jinnah, took a radically different view. Pakistan, he said, cannot progress without women. And he wanted the new Pakistan in 1947 to ensure that women occupied not just private space, but also public space. So Sharmina Bechanoi is, in these terms, part of that progressive Pakistan. She's a child of Karachi, a graduate of Smith College and Stanford University, and she has been telling the stories of those marginalized in society for many, many years. In 2002, I think, she began her career in Pakistan, and she started what became a very long association with the public broadcasting service TV series Frontline World, offering insights into Pakistan and Afghanistan in which the US was so much and so suddenly militarily engaged. Shamin is perhaps best known for winning Pakistan's first Oscar for her remarkable 2012 documentary Saving Face, which looked at the survivors of acid violence. Time magazine in that year named her as one of the world's top 100 influential people. In 2016, she made the film A Girl in the River, The Price of Forgiveness, which looked at how the perpetrators of honor killings were allowed just to walk free. A film which led to at least a change in the law in Pakistan, progress if only partial. And she's also worked on issues relating to partition, seen from both sides of the border, uh, mobile cinema across Pakistan, and more broadly, across Asia as a whole, from Timor-Leste to the Philippines. Sharmina said that, quotes, being emotionally involved is important for all my stories. Her tone has been called didactic. Anger and outrage are important parts of how she communicates stories which deserve anger and outrage. So, ladies and gentlemen, let us welcome to Oxford and to Wolfson College, Sharmin Obeid Chinoy. Thank you. I've always been known as a troublemaker. I think growing up in Pakistan, my earliest memory of asking difficult questions was when I was 10 years old. And I remember being driven to school and my car had stopped at a traffic light. And I looked out of the window and I saw a young girl who was about 10 years old. And she was barefoot, her nose was pressed against the window and she was begging. And I remember going home that day and asking my mother why I was going to school and she was not. And in my society, asking questions is often frowned upon. But I was asking difficult questions in school, at home. My mother was raising six children. She never had any time for them. And so when I was 14, she recommended I start asking someone else 
those difficult questions. And she said, why don't you start writing for newspapers and put your questions out to the world? And which I did. So at the age of 14, I started writing for Dawn, uh, the English language newspaper. And by the time I was 17, I was writing investigative pieces. To be honest, I don't think the editor really knew that a 17-year-old was going undercover to write some of these stories. The first time I realized it was important to speak the truth, and the fact that speaking the truth comes with a heavy price was when I was 18. And I went undercover to write a story that named and shamed some very powerful people in my home city of Karachi. The article appeared in the morning of Eid in Dawn, which carried a weekly um, magazine called the Tuesday Review. And my father had gone off to say his prayers, and he came back bellowing my name in the house, and my, my mother looked at me and said, I don't know what you've done, but you better be handling your father. And I didn't realize, but the men I had written about wanted to shame me and my family. And shame is a very important connotation in my part of the world. When you shame someone, you silence them. And they had spray painted my family's name and my name with unspeakable profanities on our front gate, on the boundary walls and around the neighborhood. And when you are 18 and you're a Pakistani girl and your father's very protective, you think your career is going to be over. But my father said something to me that day that has always stayed with me. If you speak the truth, I will stand with you and so will the world. And then he got a group of people together and whitewashed the walls. Speaking the truth comes with a heavy price, I found out in my life. But it is important to highlight and talk about the difficult issues that confront people. In 2016, I made a film called A Girl in the River, The Price of Forgiveness, which was based on the testimony of a young girl who had been shot by her father and her uncle and thrown in the river to die because she had chosen to get, mar get married to a man out of her own free will. She miraculously survived, and the doctors and the lawyers and the police officers helped her get through it. And she was determined to fight and sent her father and her uncle to jail. And as a filmmaker, that's what I wanted most. Following her for a better part of one year, she went to court fighting the case. And on the last day, she forgave her father and her uncle. And as of, uh, my team and I, we were devastated because this was not the film that we had set out to make. We wanted to make a film which showed a woman fighting and overcoming. But we realized later on in hindsight that had she won, she would have been an anomaly. And then our focus changed completely. We began to think about how we could change this law in Pakistan. There was a lacuna in the law. If a father killed his daughter, a brother killed his sister, other family members could forgive them. And we wanted to start a conversation in the country about why this law existed and what we could do. And around the same time, the Prime Minister of, I, we, I got nominated for an Academy Award, the Prime Minister of Pakistan, probably in jest, sent out a congratulatory note and said that he would love to host the first screening of the film. And we jumped at the opportunity. Because we knew if he screened the film, honor killings and that issue would get the, the light that it needed to get. 
The only catch was that there was just a few weeks left before the Academy Awards, and um, we wanted to get right there in front of the Prime Minister. An important thing happened. The Prime Minister did screen the film, and he made a statement that there is no honor in honor killing. And then when we won the Academy Award, I went on stage and in front of a global audience said that the Prime Minister of Pakistan had pledged to change the law. Because as one should hold the Prime Minister accountable in front of billions of people. And six months later, the law did change. But something happened the day the law changed. A woman was killed in the name of honor, and the next day another woman was killed, and the third day another woman was killed. And it soon became apparent that changing the law alone was not going to change the system. And as a filmmaker, that was a turning point for me because I'd always made films about issues. But then I began to realize who was watching the films that I was making and how was I going to really affect grassroots change. And so in, I developed a mobile cinema that travels the length and breadth of Pakistan, taking my films and the films of other people to villages to people who need to watch them the most. I'm going to show you a clip of our mobile cinema. Our mobile cinema has gone to 200 locations. And every town we go to, there is a new story. Our films have many educational and informative lessons. And in that, there is a lot of awareness of women and human rights. She has been married to her. इन टॉपिक्स के ऊपर हम लोगों ने इनको एनिमेटेड कार्टून फिल्म्स दिखाई हैं ताकि बच्चे उनसे सीखें और ओपनिंग चीजों के बारे में डिस्कशन कर सकें। बाहर एक बहुत बड़ी स्क्रीन है और अंदर कोई 12 सीटें हैं। So we are able to show content not only to men and to boys outside but to women inside also। ये सारा अवेयरनेस प्रोग्राम बहुत अच्छा है। I think कि ये ऐसे प्रोग्राम्स भी � it makes me very happy to see कि हम ये फिल्में उन जगहों पे लेके जा रहे हैं जहाँ कभी बच्चों ने इन तरह की फिल्में नहीं देखी। जब ट्रक आकर शाम को पाक हो जाती है, पूरी कम्युनिटी आकर साथ बैठकर ये फिल्में देखती है और फिर उनमें से जो डिस्कशंस शुरू होते हैं, वो बहुत अहम हैं हमारे माशरे के लिए। So the mobile cinema, what started off was that it was going to be showing films about honor killings, because that's what the original idea was. But then when we began to realize that actually we could take films that talked about human rights, child abuse, right to the heart and start important discussions, I began to think about the heroes I wanted to bring to these communities. We have a multitude of problems in Pakistan, everybody knows that. But it was time to change the narrative. It was time to talk about the people who were confronting those issues every single day and what they were doing to change the lives of other people. These are people who don't live in the headlines. You've probably never even heard of them. And they risk their lives every single day, literally, to make sure that there is a better tomorrow 
for the people in their community. And so my team and I went out across Pakistan finding those voices. And those are the voices I'm going to introduce you to today. Because these are the women on the front lines that are changing Pakistan. And it is because of them, tomorrow, the girls that will grow up will not be afraid to ask questions. Hulam Fatma lives in Lahore and she works in brick kilns. She has saved over 80,000 people from slavery. And she does that at a personal human cost. She goes into these brick kilns which employ people and then give them loans and then force them to serve generation after generation, paying back the loans they didn't even know that they had taken. She and her brother were shot. Her bro brother cannot walk now. But she has continued that journey. Our cameras followed her one day into one of the brick kilns. She is the silent hero of Pakistan. Not only is she freeing bonded laborers, she is freeing them to get them an education and empowering them in the brick kilns every day, going to talk to them about their worker rights, getting them medical cards, telling them about social security. Her work is critical because her work is in the communities that you seldom find activists in. I'm going to take you into a brick kiln for you to see what exactly she's up against. पावरफुल लोग जो के इस्तबलियों में बैठे हैं जो पार्लियामेंटेरियन हैं जो बड़े-बड़े जो मगरमच्छ हैं ये उनके पटे हैं जिनके लंबे हाथ हैं सब आप इधर क्या आपकी है हैसियत पोजीशन मालिक हैं क्या हैं आप मुझे यहाँ पर एक मजदूर को आपने मारा यहाँ कमरे में लेटा के मारा कुछ छत्तर बना हुआ है यहाँ पड़ा हुआ है ये आपको बात किसने बताई उसी मजदूर ने क्या हमारा हक नहीं है नहीं आप जहाँ ना हमारे काम को डिस्टर्ब कर रहे लेकिन ऐसा कारोबार नहीं करें जिसमें आप लोगों को मारपीट करें चलो भी चल तोड़ो कोई आप जैसे पढ़ा लिखा लोग ये इस तरह की बात करें अच्छा इस तरह आराम से बात करें हमने आपके साथ ये अच्छा चुप कर दे मैं नहीं चुप करती तराय आप मुझे चुप मैं आपकी गुलाम नहीं हूँ आप मुझे हर चीज़ ये कह दे यहाँ पे छत्तर नहीं मारे मजदूर को तो फिर बात करें मैडम मैंने ना किसी को मैं जहाँ भी जाती थी मुझे सबसे जो मुश्किल सामना था कि मैं एक खातून एक लड़की और मुकाबले में बड़े-बड़े ऑफिसर जिनके साथ जाके बात करनी होती थी और फिर वो जब इग्नोर करते थे फिर मैं उनका दरवाजा नोक करती थी फिर मैं उनको कहती थी कि मैंने आपको अपनी बात सुनानी है। A lot of the women who are working on the front lines are not simply working with just women; they're working with men. Because the power to change what happens to women is by working with men and ensuring that they change. I went into this village in Punjab, which has this massive sign outside. And the village says, this village is free of domestic violence. It's a strange sign to find. 
in Pakistan. And every house in that village has that sign. And so we wondered, how did this happen? And we came across a woman called Shaista Bukhari. And she has spent her life working with men and women in this particular village, changing the way men see women. And the way she, she gauges her victory is when the men in the family put up that sign outside the house. I'm going to take you to the village of Piplia. जब मेरा शोर दरवाजे से अंदर आता था ना मुझे बहुत डर लगता था कुछ भी हाथ में आ जाए तो मार देता था खुलाड़ी आ जाती थी जो सोटी आ जाती एक मर्तबा मुझे मारा इन्होंने इतने मुंह से खून निकाल दिया इन्होंने बाल खींच खींच के पूरा चेहरा सूजा हुआ था कम उम्र में मेरी शादी थी जब इधर आई तो मैं खुद डरती थी मैं हस्बैंड कोई ना कोई बहाना ढूंढ के इस बहाने से बस मैं आगे हूं और इसको मारूं या या आगे जुबान चलाए इसको मारूं जैसे उनकी जूती थी आवाज आती जैसे मेरे दिल की धड़कन तेज होती थी पहले मैं ये समझता था कि औरत को कोई हक हकूक नहीं है औरत जो है ना वो एक जूती लाई दूसरी पहनी पांच साल से हम लोग ऑलमोस्ट इस कम्युनिटी में काम कर रहे हैं हम लोगों ने औरतों को एम्पावर करना शुरू किया उनके साथ सोशल एंटरप्रेनोरशिप को भी हमने बढ़ाया ताकि वो इकोनॉमिकली एम्पावर हो सकें और मर्दों के साथ कुछ कम्युनिटी लीडर्स औरतों को बनाया ताकि वो औरतों के लिए बेहतरी के लिए काम शुरू कर सकें ये देखें ये लगी हुई ये तख्ते जो तसद पाक घर आना जो औरतों पर जुल्म करते हैं इसलिए उनके मुंह बंद करने के लिए ये लगाया है अब जो औरतें हैं वहाँ की वो एम्पावर हैं और न सिर्फ अपने इलाके में एम्पावर हैं बल्कि इस तरह के काम वो दूसरे भी गांव में वो करें अब बहुत तब्दीली है भाई जितना मर्द हकूक है उतना औरत हकूक है अब जो नस्ल आ रही है ना वो अब बहुत चेंज है अब तो जैसे बीवी कहते हैं वो मानते हैं अब जैसे उनको समझाते हैं वही करते हैं मर्द को भी सोचना चाहिए कि घर एक जन्नत है मियाँ बीवी सही हो तो एक इसी जान में एक जन्नत है But it's not easy to work in these areas. And I've often asked the women why they continue to do the work that they do. In Swat, I met with Tabassum Adnan. Many of the women that we have worked with are not educated. They don't have any formal education. They've often been either married off at a very young age or they've had difficulties in their life which have empowered them to fight for other women. Tabassum Adnan was married off as a child bride and she had to go through years of domestic violence until she decided to turn things around for herself. She's formed Pakistan's first female jirga which is having a group of women decide the fate of other women as opposed to having men decide the fate of other women. She's part of a film that I've done called Freedom Fighters. which looks at women in Pakistan who are fighting for freedom for other women. Tabassum faces daily threats. And even while we were there filming her, there were bullets sent to her with her name on it, saying that one of these 
will definitely catch you. Yet she continues. And I want to explain her philosophy. Because when she decided to form this women's jirga, she was told by the men that it would be irrelevant and that it wouldn't matter and that she should stop. But they continued. And more and more women started coming to them for consultancy, asking them for their advice, legal advice. And now men have joined hands. And she tells me something which is extremely important. It takes time. But eventually they will realize, if you persevere, that you too will have a voice in society. So let's travel to Swat to see Tabassam Adnan and what she's up against. In 2013, we officially announced it with Kwaendo through media that now we have our own हमारे जिरगे को डोमेस्टिक वायलेंस की केसेस ज्यादा आते हैं इतना हो चुका है कि इवन गली में आके उसको मारते हैं वो एक दिन ऐसा हुआ कि उसको रस्सियों से बांध करना चेयर के साथ उसको मारे हमने कुछ बड़े बूढ़े मर्दों को भी इन्वॉल्व करने की कोशिश की लेकिन उनकी तरफ से हमें कोई भी रिस्पांस नहीं मिला उनसे मतलब समझने कैद है दो साल से वो कैद है के औरतों का क्या जिरगा होगा ये उनके ओपिनियंस थे हमारे लिए जो भी कोई आवाज उठाता है अपने लिए तो फिर सबसे पहले तो उस पर यही इल्जाम लगाते हैं ना कि ये बदचलन है तो उन्होंने हमारा मजाक उड़ाया कि ये तो मजाक का खेज है कुछ दिन चलेगा ये बस ऐसे ही ड्रामा है ये खत्म हो जाएगा तो ऐसा था कि हमने एक कल्चर को चैलेंज किया था हमने एक बाकायदा पुख्ता वली को चैलेंज किया था क्योंकि जिरगा सिस्टम या जिरगा हमारे पख्तून मर्दों की शान है हमें फोन आते हैं हमें कहा जाता है बाकायदा केस को छोड़ के एक साइड हो जाओ तुम्हारा काम नहीं है ये और तुम इसमें घुसो मत ये हमारा दूसरा खत है इससे पहले भी हम तुमको खत भेज चुके हैं मगर तुम समझने वाली नहीं हो हम देखना चाहते हैं कि तुम कितनी बहादुर हो याद रखो तुम्हारी हर एक नकलो हरकत पर हमारी नजर है समझ जाओ और आराम से घर में बापरदा होकर बैठ जाओ वरना हमारे सरबकफ साथी तुम जैसों से निमटने के लिए तैयार बैठे हैं इसके बाद तीसरा खत नहीं आएगा सो व्हाट हैज चेंज्ड इन पाकिस्तान व्हाई आर दीस वुमेन ऑन द फ्रंट लाइंस व्हाट आर दे डूइंग The internet has been a great equalizer for women in so many ways. It has allowed them to have a voice, whether it's in private chat rooms, whether it's publicly, anonymously. And if you go into any of the Facebook groups that are run by women, the thing that you'll find the most is women are not afraid to say that they are now either being beaten at home or they're looking for ways to escape or they want to help other women. There is almost a secret network of activists underground who are saving women who are victims of violence, empowering them, setting up things for them and enabling them to go out and become different women. And it's very different from my mother's generation, which probably took it and said it's okay. 
And that's why these stories are so inspiring for me because I want the next generation of Pakistani women not to see themselves as victims, but as fighters and as survivors. And how do you do that? You do that when you see women who have overcome adversity in leadership positions. When you amplify the voices of all of these women to show other women that it doesn't matter if your situation, it doesn't matter what you're fighting, there are others who've done it before you. And so you too can walk that path. So we're not only taking these films onto the mobile cinema, but we're actually screening these films in schools, in rural communities, in urban communities, in community centers, in colleges, to start important discussions. And they're not always easy. I'll tell you a story about, in Peshawar, we screened one of our films, A Girl in the River. The men sat on one side, the women sat on the other side. The men cheered on the father who had tried to kill the daughter in the name of honor. And the girls cheered on Saba and said, thank you for fighting the protagonist of the film. It wasn't an easy conversation to be had, but change is never easy. And these kind of screenings need to continue if you are going to bring a consensus. If men are going to see themselves as champions of women and actually as heroes when they champion women. By the end of that screening, we hadn't really come to a conclusion, but I did see a number of young men agree with the fact that Saba had been wronged by her father and her uncle. So apart from making films that show women who, are, who have overcome adversity, we began to think about making films in which women were just heroes. They were just kick ass. You wanted to be like that. You wanted to be, you wanted to emulate them in some way. So we went to KP, Khaibar Pakhtunkhwa, and we went to an anti-terrorism training squad that was led by the government, in which they're training young women to be part of the anti-terrorism squad so that they can fight, they can walk side by side with men, and in many cases, they can lead. So the women that I'm about to introduce you to once you watch them, I'll tell you a story about how incredible their work is in some of the most conservative parts of Pakistan. And if they can do that in those conservative parts of Pakistan, it gives me hope that there are other women in places who will see them and be inspired by them and know that they can walk in their footsteps. जो दो छोटे भाई हैं वो दोनों आर्मी में और मुझे भी आर्मी में जाने का बहुत शौक था पर वो पूरा ना हो सका और इसलिए मैंने पुलिस ज्वाइन कर ली ये बिल्कुल सच है कि फीमेल में मैं पहली हूँ अपनी फैमिली में जो पुलिस में आई हूँ पहले तो हमारे कजन वगैरह ये लोग नहीं मान रहे थे Thank you. 
یہ کوئی خدا نخواستہ ہم کو اس کا کوئی شو پیز ان کو نہیں بنا رہے ہیں انشاءاللہ تعالیٰ دے ول بی دی ریئل فائٹرس یہ ہماری فرنٹ پہ ہی ہوں گی اور انشاءاللہ تعالیٰ رہیں گی اور ابھی بھی ہیں So these women cover their faces actually because they come from villages and towns where they actually have to often lead raids into. So they don't want anyone to identify them. We traveled with one of uh, the young women that we had filmed into the village. And as she walked in, she was one of the women who chose to identify herself to the village. But as she walked in, we saw dozens of young girls come out running. Seeing this woman in uniform, asking curious questions. And this young woman was telling them about her training and what she was doing. And you could see in the eyes of all of the young girls in the village that they wanted to be her because they could see the potential, the ability that someone amongst them had done it. It was possible. And that's what's important. As a filmmaker, people say that, well, what can film really do? Film is such an important tool because it speaks to your emotions. An effective storyteller can move you, can educate you. In a country like Pakistan with such high levels of illiteracy, film has the potential to change the way people see issues. People respond to issues. If you take films to these communities and you start important dialogues, you can see that young boys and girls begin to ask questions begin to challenge some of the stereotypes that exist, begin to challenge the norms in some way. This week, my team has traveled to Bhavalpur, to Multan, to South Punjab, to work with over 400 girls who have been dropouts of school, teaching them to tell their own stories. We've given them tablets and they've gone out. We've trained them, we've shown them films, we've trained them, they've gone out this week and created films. And then these films will be screened in other communities. And these are women, young girls, between the ages of 14 and 18, who are telling their own stories, who are talking about why they had to drop out of school, why they want to start a business, what they want to do with their lives, why they want a different life than their mother. And they're asking questions of not just of themselves, but a deeply patriarchal society and when that will change. And asking questions for me is the first step to change. And when we take these films across the country on our mobile cinema and we hold these exhibits, other girls who watch them will know they too have a voice. I recently came across a group of young girls who is, who've inspired me greatly in my own home city of Karachi. I'm going to take you to the neighborhood of Liari, to a boxing club. And how incredible these 9, 10, 11 year old girls are in challenging the way they see themselves. میری نہ خواہش تھی کہ بچیاں جو ہیں وہ بھی یعنی باکسنگ کے حوالے سے میدان میں آ جائیں یہاں پہ بہت کوششیں کر کے بھی یہاں پہ کلب کا آغاز
कॉन्सेप्ट ही नहीं था कि भाई यहाँ पे जो बच्चियाँ भी खेलेंगी मैं सर के बॉक्सर ही बॉक्सर है पापा ने मुझे मना किया कि बॉक्सिंग नहीं सीखनी मैंने अपने पापा को यही कहा कि अगर मैं लड़की मैं एक आगे बढ़ूंगी तो मेरे देखे मेरे पीछे भी और बिरादरियों की बच्चियां आएंगी दिस इज द चेंजिंग फेस ऑफ पाकिस्तान दीज आर द वुमेन हु आर चेंजिंग द लैंडस्केप एंड इट इज वेरी इंपॉर्टेंट टू इनेबल देम टू डू सो इन माय वर्क now that is what i've dedicated myself to to creating a new generation of storytellers within pakistan who can tell their own stories to change the way we see ourselves to change the way men see women one story at a time thank you